Yeah, speaking of shows, we've got one we need to start. Welcome <laughs> yes. to Just in the Nick of Time, folks. Yeah, so... It looks like all of our complaining finally paid off. I know. I thought that we were doing this for nothing, but we, we actually had a use for it. So that's yeah. nice. It's good to be heard. Um, good to feel included. Yeah. But my thoughts on the Maryland game can basically be summed up in a... That's exactly what I would have done to Maryland mm-hmm. in NCAA football. Yep. That's the exact game I would have played. 54-7, to give up one fluke run of a touchdown drop like five interceptions because nobody can catch in real life and in that video game and, you know, make one stupid throw by the goal line that results in our turnover. Other than that, that's exactly what we should have done because Maryland, that might be the worst team I've seen Nebraska play in conference. Like, maybe ever. Like, ever? We from, played Kansas for a long time. Even the Kansas teams we played, we didn't do that to them. This was our largest margin of victory in a conference game since 2000 against Baylor. Wow. Yeah. So while the performance was excellent from the boys out there, uh, Maryland, that's a team that's given up. Yeah, absolutely. That the um, cutaways to their coach on the sideline were priceless throughout the game. Just the sorrow in the man's eyes, and the understanding that what he's doing is just as futile as can be. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. When when the floor for your success taking over at Maryland is make sure nobody dies. Yeah. You know, he's technically an improvement over their last coach in that regard. When it comes to getting these guys riled up to play football, I, I saw none of that. And thankfully, I saw some of that from our squad. Like, knocking on as much wood as I can, that Purdue game might have been rock bottom for this program. We're certainly up from there. Oh, I think the yes. last two weeks have shown that we've we've definitely come up from where we were when we played Purdue. Uh, I don't, it, it, you know... It's so hard to say, Is are we consistently on the come up now, or was this like, you know, a blip in the radar and we're going to go back to confusion? I, I think this showed that, you know, even though this team, we've kind of agreed upon based on what we've seen, that it's worse than last year, just based on roster and depth and injuries transferring the whole nine yards, uh... And it showed that Frost can turn it around towards the end of the year, too. Like, after the second bye week, we are a better team than we were uh, all the other weeks before the season. I can confidently say we're playing our best football now. Is it disappointing that it took this long to string together a competent game? Yeah. Did Maryland give us all the favors in the world? Yeah. But we took advantage of it. We did what any competent power five program should against this team so that's where we are now we're back to competent yeah i'm nodding i'm nodding okay i think you are are really excited and here's the thing i would be excited normally like like it was a fun win for the fans let's acknowledge that right away yeah it was um i I might be putting the cart before the horse on what this means it might just be something like 
it'll be fun to YouTube in the off season when I'm, you know, seriously getting that withdrawal from Husker football. And I'm like, yes. oh, remember that game? That was fun. Yeah, the highlights from this will keep us warm in the cold summer nights. But um, <laughs> that's how it works. God damn it. That, that's how the sun works. But no, I think that um, end of the day, if it had just been this game, if we if we'd played like crap against Wisconsin, yeah, and then and then done this, it would have made sense with the week prior, but it also wouldn't have like um, been as heartening. But I think the fact that we just played a good team within two scores, as yeah. we discussed, the, 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 technically the yes, <laughs> maximum of what two scores could possibly be, but two scores nevertheless, uh, and then you know. Playing this team uh, off the field at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Um, we, we we emptied their stadium, which wasn't that full to begin with. No, yeah, it doesn't take that much work to convince those folks to go home. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. It's been a long time since I watched a Husker football game and really felt bad about what we were doing at halftime. Like, like just genuinely guilty about yeah. what I saw happening. Because at, at halftime. Yeah. Because when we beat up on Northern Illinois or Bethune-Cookman, we at least know we're paying those poor schools a lot for that game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Y- yeah, we beat you 45 to 8, but, you know, here's like $250,000. Maryland was required to play us. They had no other choice than to take the field and just lose and just get utterly dominated by a team that had not shown it could do that to anybody in conference up until this week. And that's, and that's what I like to see. Because I thought Purdue was as bad as it got in the Big Ten. No, it can always get worse. That's what Maryland showed me. So it can always get worse. And I'm glad that this team has sort of moved the floor now, you know? Like, if we ever hit Maryland levels of rock bottom, you know, I don't think we've ever gotten that bad where we could have a field of team that would lose to this Maryland team. We certainly looked like them at times, but, you know, I think now we're a tier above, like, not looking like that. Mm-hmm. I say after one win. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that is, I love you, man, but I think we might be overreacting a little bit. Absolutely. Um, now, it's been we... since October since we felt this feeling. First week of October, I might add. If we, dare I even say this, win this week, it is time for overreaction. It is time for this is a great turnaround. This is what this team needs. This puts on us, us on a great trajectory for next year. We can really put the Jets on. Next year is our year to do okay, mm-hmm. right? Next year is our year to make that jump to eight and four because uh, whatever whatever record we get next year is gonna be like get to six and six in twenty twenty one. That schedule is so effing tough. Now the college football landscape can change a lot mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, two years ago we were a team that maybe could have beat Minnesota. You know, uh, yeah. on a good day and their bad day. So, um. Who knows how people are going to change? Who knows who's going to fall back? Who knows who's going to surge? But uh, at this point, 2021 looks really, really tough. And schools that are perennially tough, like Ohio State. Um, 
so yeah um yeah and well we did technically improve because this is our fifth win we only had four last year with one of them being against bethune cookman yeah so like five with the win against maryland and four with the win against bethune cookman i guess you know pretty much wash yeah i guess i guess it's better but it's close yeah. to a wash i guess it's better but it's very very close that i i wouldn't count it as improvement but i i need to see where, what we do this week to see if this feeling continues mm-hmm. if, if, we, if we even have a close loss i think that i can feel s- decent at least about the direction this program is headed because you know like we said on the podcast that we felt this maryland game could be a toss-up and as they proved this game was never a toss-up. No. Maryland fumbled on their first possession, and it never got any better for them. Now, part of it was those early stumbles made it impossible for them to even pull it close. Yeah. Right? Like, as much as we were playing decent football, they were digging their own grave throughout mm-hmm. the game. Now, I was happy to see us capitalize upon mistakes, because that is something we have not been able to do super well throughout. Part of it was this is an easier situation in which to capitalize. I feel like I'm qualifying every statement i make here and part of that is like you know the condition you're in after a year of this crap oh yeah but on the other hand part of it is it is a really idiosyncratic um situation uh maryland funky weird team this year you know yeah they started supposed to be good and then was not um us, you know, supposed, supposed to, to be, be good. good. We're Why not. Are uh, <laughs> are getting back to eh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that frankly, having read a bunch about this game, having been a Nebraskan in Nebraska, doing Nebraskan things over the course of the last couple of days, a lot of hay has been made of this game. Yeah. And I'm frankly not comfortable making any more of it on this podcast because i i don't know i don't know it's such Mm -hmm. a weird set of circumstances we could iowa could do the same thing to us this weekend and no one would actually be that surprised yeah but we could really put the hurt on iowa and there would be the evidence there to say we have now become a team that could put the hurt on iowa Mm -hmm. um speaking of iowa let's just move to the next segment unless you have anything to say about this game Go Bolts. Um, so, yeah, uh, Iowa this week. And I guess what I want to start with, and this is my one thought about this game. We are now at the point as a football program where we have become a trap game. Is that fair to say? This is a trap game. This is a textbook trap game for Iowa. Who did they play last week? Illinois won 19-10. Right. Iowa and- won 19-10. Right. Iowa won 19-10 against Illinois. They're feeling pretty good. They know that we struggled against Illinois. What is, their, their record's well over 6-6, six and six, right? Like, I was, I believe, 8-3 and three or 7-3. and three. So 8-3, eight, so, eight 11 so, games. Yeah, yeah. So where's the difference between, concretely for those players, 8-4 and four and 9-3? and three? Is it that important? Sure, it's a rivalry game, but it's a concocted rivalry game, and we're the ones that are mad about it and not Iowa, and you're thinking about the bowl game, and you're thinking about Thanksgiving, and you're thinking about finals. No, I'm serious. These players are human. These coaches are human. 
It's easy to look past Nebraska on your schedule right now, but after the way we played last week, if we can play like that again, yeah, and it translates to the game that we're having, right? Oh, if it translates oh, oh, yeah. to that circumstance, then mm, we're going to be right in it. Like, it's going to be close if we play like that. Now, if we don't, we're going to get thrashed, and we know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that they probably expect that we don't. I can't imagine that I was paying too close attention to the Nebraska-Maryland game, even if it is, you know, their next opponent. Sure, they'll watch film. Sure, they'll break things down. Sure, they'll be impressed by the scoreline. But, like, we are not a team that puts the fear of God into people and makes them work anymore, which is sad, but also advantageous. To me, this is the textbook Trap example game. of a trap game. I, I would agree, but it's not my textbook of a trap game. I think, I think if you know maybe we flip the weeks and we, and this was like week eleven and Iowa had a showdown week twelve for the division with Minnesota, th- okay. then we would be a textbook trap game. Okay, under my definition. Okay, but this is pretty close. This is pretty close, but the one thing that keeps it from being a textbook trap game is. Iowa really doesn't have anything to play for in this one. So that's that's where, I guess, the wild card lies, is what is Iowa going to find for their motivation in this game? Nebraska, it's bowl eligibility. And also... Beating a team that we have not beat in four years. We will get, this, we will get to this later. As much as we can discuss whether or not this is a true rivalry, and I'm sure we'll get into that for at we least will. an hour. Um... <laughs> You know, even if it is, we hate them more than they hate us. Yeah, and it kind of used to be the other way around, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but be- right now... Because we used to little brother them, and right. they, and, and now they, <laughs> they've quite frankly been the better program. Well, and the Nebraska-Iowa thing off the field goes in cycles, too. Right now, they've got this primary going on. And if you're a Nebraskan and you don't find it annoying that they get to be the first to choose people. Why them? Why do we trust Iowans with anything, let alone important things? They've got a university every three people in that state. Have you ever seen a map of the universities in Iowa? There's Northern Iowa. There's Southern Iowa. There's Eastern Iowa. There's Western Iowa. They've got universities like Oz has Wicked Witches. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I just thought Iowa, no, Northern there's, Iowa, there's State, Drake, Drake, shout out Drake, Iowa, Iowa State, DeVry. Oh, shout out DeVry. Isn't that in Iowa? They got campuses all over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like one of those fake ones. Yeah, you, yeah. You've seen the Troy versus DeVry pretty good, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's technically in Downers Grove, Illinois. Here, colleges in Iowa. Iowa. Thanks for that, bud. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I went to Google. I looked at their little college comparison thing. I clicked the more tab and it said plus 100. Oh, whoa, 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 Iowa, whoa. Drake. Grinnell, Briar, oh, I forgot Cliff, about Grinnell. Iowa State, Buena Vista, Coe College, Cornell. Buena Vista? Yeah. That's oddly Storm Lake, Hispanic Iowa, private nonprofit. <laughs> May I continue? Yes. Dort, Northern Iowa, Clark, Dort? Luther, 
Central, Allen, Morningside. What? Mo- Morningside, I think, offered... Was, uh, did I get a scholarship from Morningside? I don't remember. Someone in Iowa gave me one. We money. only get 29 on Google. What? You've oh, only got 29? Oh, 52. There we go. Northwestern College, Orange City. Hawkeye Community College, Waterloo. Loris College, Des Moines Area Waterloo. Community College. Could Eastern Iowa Community College. If I wanted to. They've got a place called Graceland University. The average cost after eight is 16K. Waterburg, Waverly, Iowa. Waverly. Simpson. I think we debate against them. So, uh, we have a new segment idea inspired by our <laughs> off-camera off banter. I might keep this out, actually. Not the banter, but the segment. Uh, Iowa has a lot of colleges. Like, like he just Googled colleges in Iowa. There's like... Because I wondered why they got the first primary. There's like a hundred... And there's like a hundred colleges in Iowa. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with two real Iwegian colleges, ah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and one fake one. Okay. Okay. Um, Sibley Technical College. Sibley. Uh, let's go. Indian Hills Community College. Hmm. And um, <laughs> Faith Baptist Bible College and Theological Seminary. Okay. That last one's too wordy for you to make up on the fly, so I'm going to believe you is read it? that off of Google. Is it really? What if I added words? Ooh. Or what if I changed, like, one word out of a title? Okay, dang it. They got me thinking. Indian Hills Community College, that sounds a bit country clubby to be a college. Indian Hills? It, it really does sound like it really does your sound uncle country and your probably. grandpa went to Indian Hills to hit nine. Like yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going with because I honestly don't remember the first one. Nope, first one was fake. What? Yep, we got a friend from Sibley, Iowa. What did oh. I say? Sibley Technical Institute or some crap like that? Yeah, that one was totally Dang fake. Dang it! I, I got you. You lost Iowa colleges. Dang it! I thought there's no way you just pulled the Sibley out of somewhere. That's gotta be real. Yeah, it's a real town. It's just I. I it's got like. 20 people and an ice cream store, from what I know. It doesn't actually have a, a, <laughs> a, a college institute. that I know. <laughs> a technical institute. I thought I might get tripped up with the whole technical institute thing. Like, Sibley, one person from Sibley went to MIT and was like, I'm going to come back and make a technical institute here. Anyway, Can't, I don't know what else there is to say about Iowa. <laughs> oh, like, no, I, there's Iowa plenty. the game. Oh, the game. Well, well, you said that if we played as good as we did against Wisconsin, we would you know, beat Maryland. And mm-hmm. I and I think we played better than we did mm-hmm. against Wisconsin against Maryland. Like, opponent notwithstanding, we played the better game that week. So if we continue on this trajectory, I'm not saying that, like, it's going to be a huge upward slope trajectory where, like, in five weeks we could beat Bama, but I'm saying... I don't know. We won't know. We, won't. we really won't, unless they put us in a bowl game with Bama, which I guess neither of us will be in the damn playoffs, so weirder things have happened. But... Why'd you have to bring Bama back into the playoff conversation, Oregon? So, oh yeah, they lost Arizona, didn't they? Arizona State. I, I saw that at like 2 in the morning, and I was like, I gotta text Justin. Wait, it's 2 in the morning, I'm not gonna bother Justin. I like woke up in the middle of the night and checked the oh, scores. Oh, it was probably awake. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, dude, like... 
Yeah, now now I gotta place our faith in Utah and Oklahoma to keep out Bama and hope the committee thinks the same as we do. So no, they won't. I think we're gonna end up with like well, but hold on. It all depends on what criteria they use. If they use strongest resume, I don't see how Bama gets in. But if they just stick to their guns and say playoff inertia. Like playoff inertia and Alabama would likely be favored on a neutral field against both Oklahoma and Utah. That's how I think Bama gets in. But I honestly can't say what the committee is thinking because the way college football does things, the committee is like these like black, like black suits, you know, men in black. That's the word I was looking for. Like they're like this men in black, super secret organization, Illuminati type stuff that just comes out with their proclamation every week of the top 25, then comes back to hide in their hole until the next week. I really don't like that, you know? I think the committee should be your friend. No, not... that's dumb. No, you're talking out of your butt now. This is some this is some horse crap. No. What do you mean? I, I, I think they should straight up say nah. that, hey, here's what we like about these teams. No, no, no. These teams below, here's what you got to do All to right. get better. All not right. just, here's your rankings. In Take them school. or leave them. In grade school, you got your fun teachers and you got your good teachers. And they're almost never both at once. Okay. <laughs> Uh, sixth grade teacher name redacted. Who you're th- not the one, but the other one. What do you mean by the one? Not the one. Oh, the other one. The other one. Okay. <laughs> was was fun. I enjoyed yeah. her class. It, Sometimes she cracked much. the hammer, and it was a little less cracked hammer. Brought down the hammer. Brought down the whip. Cracked the whip. Sure. I, just reached, I, I just reached the singularity in my uh, <laughs> in my vocal mishaps. Uh, no, sometimes she'd crack crack the hammer and uh, bring down the whip, and um, it uh, it didn't uh, it did it it wasn't as fun. But but mm-hmm. however, but but <laughs> you didn't learn anything. So when you got to the next year, you were totally screwed. And they had no power in the classroom because they were trying to be everybody's friend. Okay. So they would ju- any punishment that was doled out would either be taken away or wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? If the college football playoff is your friend, and we know the people on it, isn't Tom Osborne part of selecting it? Well, he was for the first two years. Not anymore. Okay. But but yeah, it's just a bunch of ADs and like former like Big 12 commissioners and stuff like that. We know these people. We know how they think. We know who they are. But but we do know they we are know shills how for they... the SEC? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we know how they think. We know their priors. They think that SEC football is the best brand of football in the nation. They think that they need to believe that because if they don't, the entire SEC will come at them with torches and pitchforks. And when Southern people riot, it doesn't look good. Um, I could go grab a beer with the playoff committee. Mm-hmm. That means everyone could grab a beer with the playoff committee. And that's not good because there's a lot of dumb people who would then influence the playoff committee. Yeah, but, well, I don't... This is why they, they take a secret vote for Pope, man. I, like, I'm not saying tampering. I'm just saying that instead of like walking out of the church and hammering the list to the, the door, thing. we need either the white smoke or the or the black smoke no, to know I, whether or not Bama's in the playoff. Okay, 
I get the appeal and the 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 theatrics no, of that idea. No, there's a reason for it. But I don't think it it's a very convenient be, way. It has to be separate. It has to be cut off from the whole, you know, goings on of CFB Reddit and CFB Twitter and and the fan conversations because everyone's coming in with biases, mm-hmm. right? People who really follow college football, we're not just biased towards Nebraska. We're not even just biased towards our conference getting people in. Mm-hmm. We're biased against certain teams, certain things. That's not fair. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm biased against Bama. Oh, yeah. Now, on top of that, I think that Bama is also not worthy of being in the college football playoff mm-hmm. this year and that there are other teams. Here's my thinking. Why isn't Georgia in the conversation? Because they have one loss, and they will be in the conversation if they beat LSU. No, no questions about it. Right, but here's my thing. Even if they don't, they're still they've still got a more quality story than Alabama, right? Yes. What am I missing there? Oh, they have. Well, Just, well, it depends on how close they play LSU. If LSU beats them worse than they beat Bama, then you know that's a problem, and it shows Georgia. Obviously, ain't as good as Bama due to common opponent criteria. <laughs> the second is a uh, they lost to South Carolina, who will finish four and eight, mm-hmm. barring a miracle against Clemson this week. That South Carolina loss is one of the worst losses in the top ten, if not all of the top twenty-five. Miracle against Clemson. He was playing Clemson. South Carolina. Oh, okay. Checks out. Yeah. Sorry, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've got Georgia Tech on Saturday. That'll be fun. That will. And then. Yeah, LSU. Um, wait, what? What? Oh, I guess that's the conference championship. They've yeah. just already put it in on Google. Oh, yeah, because they've both clinched their divisions. Oh, really? So even if LSU loses to A&M, they're still in because, you know, they would just have one loss and the tiebreaker over Bama. And if Georgia were to lose to Tech, that's not a conference game, so it doesn't matter in the standings of the SEC. So... Yeah, Georgia's definitely in if they win out, but I just think most people are assuming that LSU is just going to beat them. Because if Georgia beats LSU, both Georgia and LSU get in. I, I don't see how you argue against it. Nope. Yeah. yeah. No. You can't not put LSU in after the season that they've had. No. But I, also, you can't not put a team that just proved on the field they're better than LSU. Yeah, LSU slayed the almighty dragon that is Bama. Utah, I love you. Oklahoma, you're consistently a solid team and brand. But no, LSU would deserve it over both of you. Mm-hmm. Just, but I don't think Bama does. No, Bama absolutely does not. The only argument Bama has is that on a neutral field, who you taking, us or Utah? And I think they might bank on the committee saying, Bama. Even if Utah gets that extra win, gets the win that's better than, better than anything Bama has against Oregon in the conference championship game, even if... Even with the extra loss, I still think that Oregon win is more impressive since they've caught them later in the year. So, hear me out. I think that they used to talk about how some years the BCS worked and some years it didn't. That is true. I think this might be a year where it works. LSU, Hmm. OSU. End of conversation. But what about Clemson? They're undefeated and they won the darn thing last year. Sure, they haven't played any real teams. That's but, the thing. But but all the metrics say that, that that this team, this Clemson team, 
is statistically better than it was last year. So you think that the math would say... The math might actually put Clemson in. Really? Interesting. It, it might. Because, you know... But they haven't played... Clemson annoys the hell out of me. Like, Clemson's more annoying to me than the entire SEC. <laughs> no, seriously, because Clemson... Like, at least the SEC have to beat up on each other. And even the kind of Midland teams in the SEC... Yeah, you, like, you still have to play good. one of Florida or Auburn. You know, both of those teams would finish second ACC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'd challenge for the ACC occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. I, I don't think they beat this year's Clemson. No. But, but like, 10-year span, both of those teams get one ACC. So... But it just annoys me that they get to sit down there in their little ACC and just wait for the playoff because we've somehow all agreed that the ACC is a strong enough conference that the winner of it just automatically deserves a berth. Yeah. Honestly, the ACC should have a Premier League type system with the American. Bottom three teams. Go down relegate. to the American, relegate. You bring you bring your UCFs, your Cincy's, and your Memphises up to the ACC. I am all for promotion and relegation in all kinds of football. Oh yeah, me what too. If, hear me out. I I, I, I want to all throughout D one, all through NAIA. Let's have let's have the full English system, but that it should start with the American and the ACC. Because I honest, I honestly think, and you know me, I'm I'm about as big of a homer for the little guy as possible. But even with true. but even with those blinders off, Memphis, SMU, Navy, all those those three teams would finish top half of the ACC this year, without question, in my mind. Yeah, that's probably true. But, however, um, I think it would particularly be awesome if the XFL. Could work out a promotion. No, seriously, we'd all watch the XFL. And then we'd have a reason to pay attention to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins would have to do good enough not to get sent to the XFL. It discourages teams from throwing more money into stadiums than into players. It also Hmm. raises the profile of the XFL and encourages teams at the bottom of the NFL to try harder. This is why... So... Full disclosure, I'm playing through FIFA again right now because I have nothing better to do at this point of the year. Uh, it's, you know, it's almost Thanksgiving break, so what the hell. And uh, I'm playing with a Division Two German side that we should profile sometime because they're really cool. They're an openly anti-fascist Heck yeah. football program. They're called St. Pauli, and their unofficial logo is Justice Colin Crossbones. Um, <laughs> they're from the Red Light District in Hamburg. They're, this oh, this has, like, concept metal album written all over oh, it. Oh, absolutely. They're, like, owned almost solely by the fans. Too harsh, they have They have, like, LGBTQ <laughs> flags on their shoulders and everything. Like, no, it's, it's hardcore, man. They're, like, they're really cool. But they parade through the streets before every game, the streets <laughs> of their section of Hamburg. All of their fans and the players, like, walk to the stadium together. And then, for, like... Seven minutes before a game, all of the screens and speakers go dark, and they just chant. (laughs) For seven straight minutes, every person in the entire stadium just sings, and then they bring the players out, and the place just erupts. It's incredible. And they steal all these cool bits of football culture from different places. As you do. They regularly get into fights for their derby match against Hamburg. Um... 
who just went. Uh, How many teams are in Hamburg? Two. Oh, just those two. Just the two. There's there's Hamburg, and then St. Pauli, uh, and Hamburg was like the longest standing Division One side in um, German football, and then went down a couple years ago, but. But then those two teams get to play again, and it's electric. Imagine if, like, you know how we felt about Colorado, where we hadn't played them in, like, 20 years? Oh, yeah. Imagine if you hadn't played this team since, like, 1980. How crazy that would be. And, oh, like the by the way. Miami your, games? Huh? Yeah. And, by the way, your grandpa has a story about how he got his jaw busted by somebody from the other side. And your dad has a story about how you busted two jaws of guys on the other side. Like how electric that must feel. We should bring hooliganism to hooliganism to the Iowa game. No. Yes. I'm gonna send you a documentary about football hooliganism. And oh, you I've seen read multiple all, ones. All of the people who have died of it. We should not bring hooliganism back to any sport except maybe curling. <laughs> curling hooligans would be great. But come on, you can't tell. Despite the few deaths that may occur, you, you, you can't tell me that seeing some Iowans get rocked wouldn't be awesome. Okay. I think that seeing some Iowans get rocked would be awesome, but I think that the fact that it's... That it comes with the caveat of death is bad. Yeah. Well, no, unless it's so for curling. The other thing is, and this is... So, a few years ago, a Liverpool fan went to, I think it was a match against Roma in the Champions League and the guy like can't walk now like it ruins lives um people I think that there used to be more of an agreement among people in that subculture because it was bigger yeah. and better policed because there were more people involved it, it, for it to be like you beat the crap out of somebody knock some chicklets loose and then you yeah know, we're done that, that just shows you just the huge difference between, like, European rivalries and, like, American sports rivalries. Because I watched a documentary about Celtic Rangers. and The old firm. And at the end of the documentary, I could tell you all about the history of the hooliganism subculture. I can tell you why these two fan bases hated each other and why they've fought for all these years. I couldn't tell you a single name of a player who played for either side. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah. I, I watched an Ohio State-Michigan documentary. I know all about Woody Hayes, Bo Schembechler, Desmond Howard, Eddie George. All these great hallowed names that have strode through these buildings. And ain't nobody dead, so... And I can't tell you a single thing that those fans have done to each other besides petty arguments. Right. Referring to the other one as the school up north. Not writing M's on papers. You know, stuff like that. That's yeah. just so... Such a different culture out there. I mean, there. radical for American sports culture is making a t-shirt that says Catholics versus convicts. In Italy, they're having to tamp down racism at matches. It's getting so bad. Not to, the, not to mention that the football establishment in Italy legitimately thinks that that's just part of the game. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. They, they now, call it banta. It's, it's, it's part of what's incredible about it all. But it's also, you know, the, the, the intensity that these fans bring are like nothing over here. And I've often said, like, the reason that, you know, Europe's only tertiarily involved in basketball, check out Justin's McDonald's Challenge video, and, like, not at all interested in football, barely interested in cricket, is that... Oh, they got some interest in cricket. Not, not 
mainland Europe. Okay. 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 The Commonwealth is. Yeah. But like EU countries, there is one thing that you do, and it is soccer. If you have money, maybe it's auto racing. Maybe. Or like polo or <laughs> but like Or curling. You know how you're, you're, I, you're forgetting how Norway sweeps the Winter Olympics every year and we just let them. I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I grew up thinking, you know, oh, someday I want to play quarterback. And you might have grown up and said, oh, someday I want to play, you know. Um, PA announcer. PA <laughs> That was both of us. And look at us now. But, um, yeah, like. Another kid might think, oh, I want to be a power forward. And another kid might think, oh, I want to be... Um, center fielder. Center field or whatever, right? Everyone, everyone in Europe says, I want to either be a striker, a midfielder, or a defender. And the big kid is the goalie. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, it's it's just this totally different, more intense relationship with... Imagine instead of you've got the Royals... You've got the Chiefs. You've got, you know, the um, oh, what's the MLS team? That's bad. Sporting. The Sporting KC. Which is a dumb name. Hey, it's it's very like, oh, look at this European sport we've brought over to you. I ah! I can't stand MLS team names that are like that. Atlanta United is so cool. I but they had so many better names available to them. No, dude. <laughs> got the real soccer players of Atlanta. We got. Atletico, which I like. We got Pitch Homie Quan, Waka Saka Flames. Jesus. Seriously? <laughs> Soccer playlist to Cadillac music. <laughs> That's wild. I'm just saying, they should have picked a hip hop name. Is Iowa a rival? <laughs> Oh, don't ask me this. Don't ask me We this. just had a conversation about rivals. I believe that was the overarching theme of why we tangented that way. I guess. I don't know. It was just a fun conversation. It was. It was. a fun conversation in this economy. God. Um, I feel like I wrecked it by floating the soccer names up. <laughs> Footy mob. So, yeah. Is Iowa a rival, though? I think so, because rival to me is do I hate them? Yeah. I don't like Iowa. Iowa's no, a like the state, state to which I I show my displeasure frequently. Yeah. I think it is normal for Nebraskans and Iowegians to not get along. Iowa However, sucks. if it's a rivalry, it's not a classic. It's not a great one yet. Okay, that's fair. Is it's that not, it's not the great one? <laughs> It's like, fine. The on-field product isn't what it should be. I'll say that much. Given that, like, how many classic contests have we had? One. In 2014. Maybe if you're an Iowa fan, you count 2018 as a classic. But, you know, we just don't have the important history down yet. It's mostly if Iowa beats us, that makes our crappy season a lot more crappy. And if we beat Iowa, that makes our middling season a lot less middling E, and it gives us something to be happy about. This is the first Iowa game where we actually have something to gain by winning it, you know? Besides our st stupid trophy, we actually have something to play for in this one that's not, let's make our fan base feel a little bit better. So I think this game is where we kind of see 
how rivalry this thing becomes. Because if if Iowa on a team that beat an undefeated Minnesota, one of one of their really good teams in a while, loses to a five win Nebraska team, that's gonna start something. Oh golly. But like we talk a lot about rivalries because I think rivalries are fun. I think that they're an interesting way to look at sports history. We're going to do a whole series. We are going to do a whole series. I really want to. I, I'm I adding too. Justin right too. now. I, I, but I'll um, start when I have time. No, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Okay. I'm just, but, oh, I'm being a, a bad person. Justin had to cut a word, and I feel sorry for that, too. <laughs> look at Georgia Georgia Tech. Yes. World War One is involved. Heisman. Is involved. Natties are involved. Like, Back in the 30s when Georgia Tech was capable of a natty, yeah. <laughs> Shout out ACC. Good old family. They were in the SEC back then. They've only been in the ACC since like the 80s. That's true. Um, the but ACC what do they call it? Good, conference. clean, old-fashioned hate something? Clean, old-fashioned hate. Good old we fashioned need a name hate. for our Iowa rivalry. I, the Missouri River rivalry. Runs a rivalry. They don't have runs as like we do. Yeah, I guess. I just like Runzes. I I liked Farmageddon. Mm, I I like ah, it. There's more to this state than farms, and there's more to Iowa than farms. There's more to our dislike. You could have done that with Nebraska, Kansas, but you didn't. Yeah, I think like Kansas, Iowa State, or something like that has that name already. So <laughs> we'd just be piggybacking off of them. But I feel like what's a good this is oh, this is a good question. What's yep. a good name? What's a good name for the rivalry? Because I think deep down the reason why we hate each other is because we're so darn similar as states. Mm-hmm. I, like, I think that's the reason why all of the Midwest has beef with each Partially, other. But then also, they find reasons to be hoity-toity about certain things, and we yeah. find reasons to be... I'll, I'll totally admit that we have this... It's also... And also, they suck. Now, the Missouri River is the thing. Yeah. Because there's... At the risk of getting stupid poetic here, there is something more frontier about Nebraska and something much more old America, like, spillover of the colonies. Like, it's almost like Iowa is the bridge between the upper Midwest and the plains. Mm-hmm. And we are solidly in the plains. This is yes. why we made more sense in the Big 12. Yeah, geographically, yeah. Spiritually, but... emotionally, our chakras were more aligned yeah. with the Big 12 than the Big 10. But I'd be lying if I said... Sometimes when we get into a really Big Ten game, I feel at home. Oh, yeah. Our, our style of play fits the Big Ten well. Yeah. because well, and, and, and I'm sure if we were in the Big 12, our style of play would fit the Big 12. Well, I think we adapted to our surroundings. We did a little bit, but I think that Nebraska's ethos has always been power run. Yeah. Defense that that's hits your the, teeth out. The, like That's the one thing that keeps me happy about the Big Ten is that we can win a game nine to six in the Big Ten. No, I, I, I think that we are living in exile but thriving in exile, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah and, that's fair. And like, soon it will become normal and we will, like, get used to our new Babylonian Big Ten rulers. But until mm-hmm. then, we suffer. We suffer in silence. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I was the one neighbor we have in the conference. Right. Like, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I guess we're kind of close to but i was literally right next door and, and, and a that, river runs through it you know that's a good movie uh never seen it i just know the title worth so, your time really worth your time who's in good um brad pitt oh and the other guy 
this pre-Scientology Brad Pitt? I didn't know that Brad Pitt was ever a Scientologist. Are you thinking of Tom Cruise? Probably. (laughs) You're thinking of Tom Cruise. Um, I would kind of compare the Nebraska-Iowa rivalry to, like, two neighbors who just have the petty feuds against each other. Yeah, it's not like brawling in the streets. It's not like, oh, I hate the... It's not clean old-fashioned hate. It's It's every summer we build our fence one foot higher. It's, I accidentally, you know, cut their azaleas or whatever plants they have. We grow a lot of azaleas in this part of the world. First flower that came to mind. Someone misses the masters. Someone really can't wait I I just said Georgia and, like, shout out Ray Charles. I had Georgia on my mind when I was thinking of flowers. I'm like, azalea, that's a flower. Because what do we even grow in the Midwest? Golden rods? Yeah, lilacs. Yeah. I'm talking about Georgia. 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 So, yeah. So so that's their feud. Like, we whack off one of their flowers and they, you know, overwater our lawn. Right. No, I think we're too polite to each other. It's like, ah. But I, I feel don't like ob- them. What? But I don't like them. That's the thing. No, but, but you'd still be super polite. If Iowa invited oh, yeah. us over to dinner, we'd show up in our Sunday best. Mm-hmm. You know, and be like, hi. Iowa, it's good to see you at the Midwest barbecue. Yeah. We're going to go hang out with Kansas and talk <laughs> about you, Iowa. Like, yeah, if I'm walking by an Iowa fan on my way to the game that I'll probably show up to the third quarter in, I'll, 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 I'll give them the like white people who see each other in the grocery store smile. I'll give them the... Yeah, yeah, right. But, but, but like any other opponent, like if I passed an Illinois fan, I'd be like... Good luck today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Iowa, it's like, I'm acknowledging you. You exist. Yeah. To my chagrin. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I think I, I'm that's... not going to outright boo him, but I'm going to find a way to express my disapproval in a societally acceptable way. And if they're a particularly obnoxious seeming Iowa fan, oh, I might get all them of them. Up. But here's the thing they've got so many stupid colleges that someone's like, I'm from Iowa. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to know. Iowa, Iowa State, or miscellaneous. Pick your choose. Like, I, I have, like... I, I, w- I wonder if there's, like, a J-Sker type thing with the Iowa schools. Like, the, like, sure. like you know how we don't really like J-Skers, people who go, who went here and but still for Creighton? I wonder if it's like that with, like, oh. Northern Iowa. I tell you what the J-Sker thing is. I, I, I bet it's this. I bet that the Jasker thing because Creighton like, would be our perfect rival if they actually had a football team. Oh yeah, and that would be some real hatred. That would be like the Lincoln Omaha beef that just simmers with no sports outlet in this state. I know, and that way it all has to play out in the legislature, which is not the place for it to play out. Mm-mm. We should take these things out of politics and put them back into sports. Exactly. But like, like we had Millard South basketball as our kind of rival at Pius. Like, but even that mm, I hated Norris more. Norris. Where is Norris even? Is that Lincoln? Where is Norris? I lived like the country equivalent of a block away from Norris this summer. And you don't know where it is? I got shame you. on you. It's I, not, I've been there. You know, I don't mean I know where it is. I don't even know where my neighborhood is. This is sad. You know where Hickman is. South nope. of town. If you take <laughs> 77 south of town and then you go on the road that says Hickman Road. You're going to hit Hickman, and then you go south of that, and there's Norris. I, I, I can kind of picture. So it's in Hickman. It's south of Hickman. South. So is it in Lincoln, or is it in, like, Norris? Yes. <laughs> 
It's it's its own school district, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Lincoln Public Schools has nothing to do with it. Anyway, East was our real rival, you and Hay Street. But like, yeah, we 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 like we gave them the grocery store smile at Gourmet Grill and Amigos and mm-hmm. smoothies and more and Jimmy John's. Yeah, that so- clock tower. One of these days, we need to have a giant paintball war over clock tower. I th- I've always said this. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of ours. Yeah. What's some, what's something we can have that worth Iowa about? What's that? Like, we need something, like, that we can Council do. Council Bluffs. With, counts, oh, I don't want Council Bluffs. I want Council Bluffs. Council Bluffs is great. Shut your mouth. Council Bluffs is awesome. You've got casinos. You've got uh, <laughs> the, the politicians come through sometimes. you got uh, horse tracks. you got um good restaurants. Okay, okay. Council Bluffs, man, I want it. Dial Drive is there, and I wrote about them in my road trip article of Dial Drive. It's it's the one of them where you find all the fine cuisine in Iowa. Let me pull up a Google Maps picture of this. Go to thejustinoshow.com. In this street, you have all next to each other a McDonald's, a Cracker Barrel, a Jimmy John's, an Applebee's, a Red Lobster, a Fazoli's, a Golden Corral, a Dairy Queen, and a Taco Bell all on the same street. Get in the car. Yeah. Get in the car. That's Dial Drive, and I think it's in Council Bluffs. That's Cause, awesome. Because, like, as soon as you leave into Iowa. I, holy cow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so can we fight over that for a rivalry? Can, over Dial Drive? Can we fight over Dial Drive? Um, the other thing is they have our airport. The Omaha airport is oh, actually in, in Iowa? Iowa. Yeah. So when you land in Omaha, you're landing in Council Bluffs. Oh. They we... still sell Omaha merch, which makes it okay. Omaha's got, like, a weird little... We could go. We could talk for an hour about weird Omaha feels, because I think Lincoln's have Lincolnites have this weird like natural distrust of Omanians. Yeah, like I don't hate them. I'm just like you know. Why? Why? What is your thing? Why do you seem to be all like? Right, why does Creighton exist? Why do we need a Creighton? We don't need a Creighton. The why? state. This state doesn't need a Creighton. It doesn't. In fact, we, you can we make thrive perfectly good as a one-university state in football. Mm-hmm. Why do we need a basketball challenger? Why is Creighton any good at basketball? What I know. Why aren't they just a community college? But yeah, I think that... What is a good thing for us to fight over? Corn is the natural thing. But we have way better corn than they do. We have more corn. And better corn. Let's look at, like... Uh... We have a higher cow-to-human ratio here, but that's only because in Iowa, nobody can tell the difference between a cow and a human. <laughs> I was going to say because there's not as much pasture land, but sure. <laughs> it's Iowa sure. hate week. It's Iowa hate week. It's Iowa hate week. Um, So we were going to talk about our favorite Nebraska things because yeah. it's Iowa hate week. Because it's Iowa hate week, and you know we've expressed, uh, expressed our petty displeasure with Iowa. But at the root of all of that, we're just way better than them and everything. And mm-hmm. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first off, why we got runs as man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was my first thing on my little list as well. Uh, Runzas are great. They're specific to Nebraska. If you have not had one and you are a Nebraskan, you're wrong. <laughs> if you don't like them and you're a Nebraskan, you're wrong. Uh, if you are from out of state, if you're one of those one. Nebraskans who only gets the burgers at Runza, who are you? like okay, I like Runza burgers. I will get one to mix up my rotation. Um, the 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 spicy Jack burger, 
if I have a cold, I'll go get the spicy Jack burger. Clear sinuses right out. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful time. Nebraskan medicine. I have to say, I, I'm a proud former employee of Runza. You're a proud former employee of Valentino's, right? Yes, I am. So, you know what? Look, we've got the whole Lincoln. And my girlfriend worked at Amigos, so we've got the whole thing. Amigos is like the... Amigos is... Amigos is, is like the Harry Potter, like, we're, we're going to lock you in a closet. You're, you're part of the family, but like... Stay in the cupboard. Yeah. Schmigos is the Ringo of the Lincoln Food Beatles. I like Ringo. Ringo's I, a fun guy. I, I like Ringo, too. I like Amigos, too. But you cannot compare it to the artistry of Valentino yeah. Runza. And my sleeper pick for the George Harrison here is Laszlo's. Like, like It's more complex. It's deeper, but also less accessible. Like the Grande Nachos from Amigos is the, with a little help from my friends of this, you know? It's, not, <laughs> it, it's, it's the one thing that everyone will agree measures up with everything else on the table, oh, right? The quesadilla. The quesadilla well, I've never had it. I probably oh, should, though. It kicks But We used to get it on Fridays and Lent all the time. You just imagine if they took a quesadilla and were like, wait, we can wrap this crap up <laughs> and put other stuff in it. Uh, it's, it's really good. Um, I'll have to do that then. Yeah, I, I normally don't spend much time in Amigos because Amigos like, is fine. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's gotten worse. It oh is, yeah, over the course of my life. No, part of that is I've gotten older. Too pricey for it what is. it is. It's you can just go to Taco Bell, but Taco Bell's a good deal. There are menu items at Schmigos that are specifically Nebraskan mm-hmm. massacres of Latino f- culture and food. <laughs> the crisp meat. That's great. Dailyons. Dailyons should replace. Do you not like Dailyons? Never been. Uh, so two on my list. But my one of my favorite Nebraska things. I'm wearing my hat for it today. Carhenge. Carhenge is legit. Uh, in the show notes that we don't have, we are currently dropping an imaginary link to a photograph. By that I mean just Google this crap. Um, I like Carhenge. I, I don't think I've ever been. It's it's neat. I've driven by it. Sure. I would never go there. For the sake of going, it is a really good place to, like, stop and pee on the way to somewhere else and check it out and buy a hat. <laughs> um, you walk around. It's lovely. It looks like Stonehenge. It's made of cars. What I appreciate is how much it sums up a certain unspeakable Nebraskan weirdness. Like, just an odd thing that, that lives in all or most of us that's like, we have this desire to create weird and not tell anyone. That's why we're not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and we can argue about that. It's better than South Dakota's new slogan. What Did is it? Did you see that? South Dakota has a new anti-drug campaign. Okay, that's not their state slogan, but it might as well be. Do you know it? Meth. We're, we're on it. it. <laughs> South Dakota, we know, but are you okay? Like, we're aware. Yeah. Oh, golly. <laughs> Poor South Dakota. Um, yeah. So, um. Yeah, so Carhenge. Carhenge is great. I, I like it. Carhenge. Uh, I, I like that it's there. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're For Nebraska something that's you... just there, uh-huh. that's about as there as things get, because Stonehenge is just there. Mm-hmm. Like. But but it's the thing about Stonehenge is it's gained historical importance. Carhenge has none of that. It's all. It's, but it was probably built for the same reason Stonehenge was originally built. Like let's just make something. 
Uh, I think you can make an argument that Lancaster Hedge is actually a calendar. Car Hedge is not. Car Hedge is a bunch of Buicks stacked on top of each other, because why not? Uh, I choose to believe that, like, humans have always had this desire to just make random crap. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think and I think Stonehenge kind of makes that. Well, I think that they probably all got together, like the Celts in the early, like, you know, Stone Age of Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, listen, we got this, uh, we got this circle in the dirt um, that we just kind of drew out some lines on that's going to help us, uh, help us tell. So Jim here is going to have to uh, redraw the lines every day. It's going to be Jim's job. We're all going to feed Jim. And then... Um, you know, uh, McDominal the Strong was like, listen, no, rocks, there. And then, like, Jim the Smart was like, why? And McDominal the Strong was like, look, cool, do same job. And that is the history lesson oh, with just in the nick of time. That's how Stonehenge got there. But, uh, no, Carhenge is literally just like, I don't know, I'm a weird old guy in western Nebraska, but got a bunch of dead Buicks sitting around in the Sandhills. Let's which everyone does in Nebraska, which I will down the line once old Juanito runs out. So We should donate Juanito to Carhenge someday once he finally, like, runs himself into the ground. It's, yeah. like, it's like sending your dog to the farm. It's perfect. <laughs> My dog went to the farm. I never had a dog to send to the farm, which is sadder than sending your dog to the farm. I wanted a damn dog. Three on my list. Chili and cinnamon rolls. Another weird thing that we just do. Yeah. How the heck did that start? But it's just been passed down. It's like, we are Nebraskans. We eat chili this way. And no one else does. And And I have no idea why. The only rival, which I will admit is awesome. If you haven't had... Not necessarily from the chain, but Skyline Chili in general. I knew you were going to say that. It's great, man. It's really good. You got the cheese. You got the onions. You got the spaghetti. It, it adds that starchiness to chili that it's missing as a soup. And it's reminiscent of spaghetti. I don't count spaghetti. chili as a soup. It's, it's, if we're honest, chili is just a stew. But like, That's what I'm saying. But we, we're not allowed to say that. It's chili soup, right? Like, this is... This has been handed Chili down. soup is one of those things that everyone thinks that we like all consciously say, but I haven't heard anybody say that. It, it's it's old like, people say chili soup. Okay, it's it's kind of like ope. Like I've maybe heard like four people say, I say ope. ope. If I drop, ironically something? or like no, instinctively, instinctively. If I really, oh, I I think I've like instinctively said ope like twice, and everyone's like, it's the Midwestern. Everyone says it. And I'm like, I've heard like five people say it just instinctively. I say a lot. When I bump into people, I say, oh, instinctively. Yeah, I think so. It's okay. not an intentional, like I'm going out of my way to say, oh, who does that? I, f- I feel like that Ope has become such a online, like our, be- our, our defining thing it's online. It's become a Midwestern meme. And so people are playing it up. I think yeah. that that's probably true, but I really that's legitimately I think I say, oh, so okay. y'all can stop appropriating my my ope. <laughs> you mean appropriating? Appropriating, as a country. Um, there's got to be one other Nebraskan thing we didn't talk. Dorothy Lynch. Oh yeah. So it. here's my beef. I love ranch dressing. The whole Midwest loves ranch dressing. Yeah. Ranch dressing is a beautiful thing that as should be on. As long as you don't things. put it on pizza. I'll allow it. It's better than pineapple. I'll allow it on certain types of pizza. A cheese pizza you get from a school cafeteria is what I'll allow it on. Mm-hmm. But, but like, if you go 
to like a place that actually makes pizza. Wait, Valentino's, I'll put it on. No, because their ranch is awesome. Okay, their ranch with, is awesome. With that reason, I'll allow it, but, but not because you think it needs the ranch. No, 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 no. pizza ever needed the ranch. The ranch was there, and so occasionally you dunked it into the ranch because the ranch was an option. Speaking of which, Oreos and nacho cheese is not as disgusting as it seems. Back to We're the- done. <laughs> nope. Stop the show. I tried it once in second grade. I think I've tried it another time since then, and like, it ain't bad. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. It ain't bad. How is that more disgusting than pizza and ranch besides societal convention? Be honest here. How is that more disgusting? It's not. Because here's the thing. The texture of like an Oreo cookie, which is this sweet. Oh, God. It's like 320. I got to get to class. Oh. Um, what else do we need to cover for Iowa Hate Week? I hate Iowa. I hate Iowa. And not as much as I should. But like, it's like you said earlier. Right now, it's like looking over the fence and being annoyed with your neighbor. Mm-hmm. What we need yeah. is is that boiling over point. I don't think that that can come in one year. No. I don't think that But that I, th- can... I think this year is a dang good place to start. If if one of our worst years in a while, one year the Iowa fans are they're making fun of us for it. It's, it's your second year of the Golden Boy, and he ain't even going to make a bowl game. If we shut them up by beating Iowa this week, that, that that's a fine place to start. That's, that's you know... Uh, Having a groundhog chew through Phil's fence, you know? Is, is our, is I, if I was a person, would it be named Phil or Greg? I can't decide. Oh, it's a Greg state. It's a Greg. What's Nebraska? If we were to name, I feel like we're like a friendly name, like Ben or Dan. I feel, I feel like we're kind of a Dan. I was going to say Clyde. Clive. Ooh, we're a Clive. We're a Clive. <laughs> Good old Clive out there in Nebraska. Clive versus Greg. This uh, that's a rivalry name. Clive versus Greg. This got stupid fast. Clive versus here. Greg. That's a rivalry right. name. Our logos like our are like mascots just looking over each other's fence trying to plot some petty war. I like <laughs> the, the trophy is a golden fence. Trophy's like a shovel. We can like, dig their crops. Like like a super soaker that we yes. can like pedally shoot their dog with when they're not looking. <laughs> Uh, if I make you choose, who wins? Iowa. Yeah. All right, later, folks.